Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we covered the topic of HELP syndrome found under the obstetrics section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 35-year-old G4P3 at 35 weeks gestation presents to the emergency room with nausea, vomiting, and right upper quadrant pain. She has a history of preeclampsia in her previous pregnancy. On physical exam, she is noted to have dry mucous membranes and mild periorbital edema. Her blood pressure is 180 over 90. Laboratory testing demonstrates elevated liver enzymes, increased lactate dehydrogenase, and decreased platelets. She has started on steroids, intravenous magnesium sulfate, and prepared for immediate delivery. Let's continue with an introduction to HELP syndrome. As a general overview, HELP syndrome is named for its characteristic findings, which include hemolysis, elevated liver enzymes, and low platelets. It is a life-threatening complication of pregnancy, and some consider this a severe form of preeclampsia or eclampsia, though this is controversial. Conditions that are associated include preeclampsia and eclampsia. In terms of the epidemiology, this occurs in 0.1 to 0.6% of all pregnancies. Demographically, it usually occurs after 27 weeks of pregnancy, but it can also occur postpartum, commonly two days after delivery. Risk factors include maternal age greater than 34 years, multiparity, and Caucasian or European descent. In terms of the pathogenesis, this is thought to be due to endothelial activation, consumption of platelets, microangiopathic hemolysis, and microvascular injury. There is complement dysfunction which may also play a role. Moving on to the presentation, common symptoms include nausea and vomiting, right upper quadrant pain, headache, visual changes, and jaundice. On exam, one may note jaundice, dry mucous membranes, weakness, hypertension, and non-dependent edema, which may be seen in the upper or lower extremities or be periorbital. In terms of further studies, serum labs may demonstrate elevated AST and ALT. There will be signs of hemolysis, such as with elevated lactate dehydrogenase, elevated bilirubin, and hemolysis on a peripheral smear, which may demonstrate schistocytes, helmet cells, and Burr cells. There will also be decreased platelets, but typically there are normal coagulation studies. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about acute fatty liver of pregnancy. This presents primarily with fulminant liver failure. Also think about preeclampsia. Remember that signs and symptoms of preeclampsia have significant overlap with HELP syndrome. However, preeclampsia classically occurs in younger patients with the mean age of 19 and is characterized by hypertension and proteinuria. In terms of treatment, medical options include resuscitation. This is indicated in all patients and is performed with intravenous fluids or transfusion of blood products. Another option is intravenous steroids if platelets are less than 100,000. Intravenous magnesium sulfate is indicated for seizure prophylaxis, and antihypertensive medications are indicated for hypertension. Specific drugs include labetalol, hydralazine, and nifedipine. Surgical options include delivery. This is indicated if the patient is stable, then one should consider steroids and immediate delivery. If they are not stable, then one should consider immediate delivery without steroids. Complications related to HELP syndrome include maternal complications, which would include cerebral hemorrhage, disseminated intravascular coagulopathy, acute renal failure, hepatic rupture, risk of recurrence in subsequent pregnancies, 
and increased risk of preeclampsia, preterm delivery, and placental abruption. Neonatal complications include prematurity, intrauterine growth retardation, and fetal demise. Other complications include an increased risk of cardiovascular disease. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that most patients stabilize within 48 hours, but maternal mortality is between 1 and 3%. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to HELP syndrome, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 37-year-old G3P2 woman presents at 35 weeks gestation with a one-week history of mild right upper quadrant abdominal pain. The pain is rated 4 out of 10. It is dull in quality and does not radiate. The patient has also had nausea with two episodes of emesis and generalized malaise over the same time period. Her past medical history is significant for preeclampsia in a prior pregnancy. Her temperature is 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.0 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 185 over 110. Pulse is 80 beats per minute. Respirations are 20 breaths per minute. Physical exam is notable for right upper quadrant tenderness and a uterine size consistent with 35 weeks of gestation. Lab studies demonstrate a sodium of 137, chloride of 99, potassium of 4.6, bicarbonate of 24, BUN of 26, glucose of 110, creatinine of 0.9, AST of 180, ALT of 210, bilirubin of 2.3, hemoglobin of 8.1, platelet count of 60,000, and lactate dehydrogenase of 1,100. Which of the following is the most appropriate next step in management? And the answer choices are, choice 1, beta-methasone, labetalol, magnesium sulfate, and expectant management. Choice 2, emergency cesarean section. Choice 3, labetalol and expectant management. Choice 4, magnesium sulfate and labetalol, followed by delivery. Choice 5, platelet and blood transfusion, followed by delivery. The best answer to this question is, choice 4, magnesium sulfate and labetalol, followed by delivery. This patient with a history of preeclampsia who presents with right upper quadrant pain, nausea, malaise, hypertension, hemolytic anemia, transaminitis, and thrombocytopenia most likely has HELP syndrome, which stands for hemolysis, elevated liver enzymes, and low platelets. The treatment for patients with HELP syndrome who are hypertensive is antihypertensive therapy, neuroprotective and anticonvulsant therapy, and prompt delivery. HELP syndrome presents with abdominal pain, nausea, vomiting, malaise, hypertension, and proteinuria, usually between 28 to 36 weeks of gestation. Diagnostic criteria for HELP include the presence of hemolysis, which is established by at least two of the following, anemia, elevated serum bilirubin, peripheral smear demonstrating schistocytes, or elevated LDH. There's elevated liver enzymes with AST or ALT greater than two times the upper limit of normal and low platelets of less than 100,000. The treatment for patients with HELP syndrome includes stabilizing the mother and assessing fetal status. Stabilization of the mother includes administering magnesium sulfate for seizure prophylaxis and antihypertensive therapy with agents such as labetalol, nifedipine, or hydralazine. In addition, delivery is indicated in all patients with HELP syndrome. For pregnancies less than 34 weeks of gestation, 
in which maternal and fetal status are reassuring, a course of beta-methasone should be followed by delivery. For pregnancies greater than 34 weeks of gestation, prompt delivery should occur subsequent to stabilization. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Beta-methasone, labetalol, magnesium sulfate, and expectant management is incorrect as expectant management is not the standard of care. Instead, delivery after maternal stabilization should be performed, via vaginal delivery if possible. However, beta-methasone has not been studied in patients with help at greater than 34 weeks of gestation, and it would not be indicated for this patient. Choice 2. Emergency cesarean section is incorrect, as maternal stabilization is needed first. This includes administering magnesium sulfate for seizure prophylaxis and treatment of this patient's severe hypertension prior to delivery. Also, vaginal delivery is preferred if possible. Choice 3. Labetalol and expectant management is incorrect, as this patient also requires seizure prophylaxis with magnesium sulfate. In addition, expectant management is not currently an accepted management strategy. Choice 5. Platelet and blood transfusion followed by delivery is incorrect, as this patient requires magnesium sulfate for seizure prophylaxis and an antihypertensive agent to treat her severe hypertension. In addition, platelet transfusion to prevent excessive bleeding during delivery is generally not indicated in HELP syndrome unless the platelet count is less than 20,000. Further, the typical blood transfusion threshold is a hemoglobin less than 7. Finally, a bullet summary. The treatment for hemolysis, elevated liver enzymes, and low platelet syndrome is magnesium sulfate for seizure prophylaxis, antihypertensive therapy if indicated for severe hypertension, and prompt delivery. That's all for this review about HELP syndrome. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.